0: This
1: is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger
0: and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into NFL Saturday. A 4.30 kickoff between the Seahawks and the Niners. Niners laying 9.5 there, minus 500 on the money line. The Seahawks plus 3.75. Total set at 42 and a hook. This spread has come down a half point from Niners minus 10. The total is down a half point from 43. And I am going to stick with my Niners pick despite a big spread if you go back over the last few years this is hard to believe a double digit favorite in the wild card round of the NFL is nine and oh against the spread so I am rolling with the Niners I think they dominate Seattle
1: hmm I'm trying to think didn't the Steelers get absolutely ripped by the Chiefs last year was that not the wild card round
0: you remember that game Mm -hmm i'm not sure because
1: that's the only that... time i can remember where uh you know wait did you say that the the favorite is nine and zero or the underdog
0: favorite double digit favorites oh of well round. then
1: that that plays right into that uh i think i yeah. remember thinking all oh, the Steelers are getting too many points and then the chiefs absolutely like ripped them a new one so i think that goes right into what you're saying that sometimes these spreads aren't quite big enough and one would think Oh, this is too many points. And it is a little alarming that this line's moving the other direction. Does that make you nervous? The fact that we're seeing money or something coming in on the Seahawks. And I'm trying to think what's the narrative going into this one. And some people are saying, well, it's really hard to beat the same team three times. Mm. Is it though? Is it like when you, it's that big of a mismatch, no. when your defense is that good.
0: I don't think so. I, I think when they are too closely matched teams, yes, it is. But these are not too closely matched teams. I think the Niners are going to dominate in a big way, and I don't think it's going to be close. And the last time the Niners beat the Seahawks, that was on a short week with a rookie quarterback. Look at how the Seahawks finished the season. Yeah, they got in, but they were not playing good football. You can run all over the Seahawks, and I mean run all over them. Their rush defense is very, very weak. And don't they get Elijah Mitchell? Don't the Niners get Elijah Mitchell back this week, along with Christian McCaffrey, so they have an extra weapon. And that Niners defense has been as good as it gets, particularly over the past month. So okay, Elijah Mitchell played in Week 18, so he is definitely back in the lineup. This is one of those situations where I, yes, the money is going in a different direction, but you can't follow the money blindly. Certainly, it's part of your handicap. I'm now I love it. It's like yesterday. Here's a good example from college basketball. When We were talking about the total in the Bama-Arkansas game, right? All the, su- mm-hmm. all the money was on the over, and the total shot up. And I thought, okay, I, I, I just feel like the under is the play. Now, I know it only hit by the hook, but it still hit Chelsea. So sometimes you feel like you get value on the other side because the money is going in a different direction. And I feel like here, now I get the Niners below 10, I'm on it.
1: I like it, and if there were a side, I would choose that one. But I don't think I want to be sweating almost a double-digit spread. So, Jenks, there is a play I like in this game, but it's going to be a player prop. I'm going to go George okay. Kittle, the tight end for the Niners, over 42 and a half receiving yards. If you remember last time out against the Seahawks, it was the George Kittle show. Had four catches, 93 yards, and two touchdowns last time out against Seattle. And if you look at last year, he had a season high for receiving yards when playing the Seattle defense. Had hundred. And 81 receiving yards. And I thought to myself, hmm, I see a pattern. And it's because the Seahawks are absolutely god-awful at defending tight ends. Mm -hmm. They're giving up the most receiving yards to tight ends of any team in the entire NFL. So I think for me, it's going to be all about George Kittle. Also, the fact that I feel like he has some kind of rapport with Brock Purdy, if you're a Brock does. Purdy, you keep it simple. You throw to the guys who are dependable when it is your first playoff start, and who better to throw to than the guy that absolutely torched the Seahawks last time you played them.
0: God, I love that. I'm just going to tell your bets from now on, Chelsea. From now on, I'm just going to let you do all the handicapping, and then I'll pick the ones that I like, and those will be my bets, and it'll take a load off my shoulders. Let's go to the night game, 8-15 between the Chargers and the Jags. This line has kind of been all over the place. Spread is up from Chargers minus one to Chargers minus two. Chargers are minus 130 on the money line. The Jags are plus 110. The total is 47 and a half. And Chelsea, initially, Eileen Jags. I think we're going to be on opposite sides here. But the more I think about it, the more I think that the Chargers, despite Brandon Staley and despite the fact that they're banged up, I do think they're going to be able to take advantage of that Jags secondary. And we saw that where, you know, the Titans probably should have won that game against the Jags and the Titans were having success passing the ball against Jacksonville. I think that has heavy chargers offense is the different difference here. I'm probably going to take chargers on the money line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
1: Well, here's the thing. My favorite play in this one is putting the Jags in a teaser because I do think this is going to be a close game. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. can get them all the way to plus eight, you're teasing through all those key numbers, three, six, and seven. But you're right. The line has gone in the direction of the Chargers with money coming in on L.A. However, I'm still rolling with the Jags at home here. I think they have the better head coach and Doug Peterson. And I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, He's been much better down the stretch. And plus, he's not facing the defense that he had to face last time out against the Titans. Yes, their secondary is very bad, but... It was almost all on the shoulders of Trevor Lawrence to make throws because the run defense is so tough for Tennessee. So it's not going to be the case with the Chargers. They have a really bad run defense. So I think it's going to be less pressure on Trevor Lawrence and this game. The Jags will actually have some time of possession, which they did not have against the Titans. So uh, I'm going to roll with the home team here, even though both of us were on the Chargers, I think to win the Super Bowl uh, before the season started. So it's a gentle hedge for me.
0: <laughs> I like that. The gentle hedge. Yes. I have a 14 to one ticket on the chargers, which I don't talk about because now I'm fully convinced that they're not going to win the super bowl. I'm just hoping they win this weekend. And Brandon Staley is a guy. I mean, I won't go off for the third straight day, but I'm just so angry that the chargers who've been banged up all season are going banged up into this game and head coaching in the playoffs absolutely matters how much emphasis do you put on that in your handicap when you're talking about doug peterson who's won a super bowl who has done a fantastic job with jacksonville and brandon staley who i feel like i feel like he shakes an eight ball to make his decisions
1: oh sounds like us right uh, yeah. i think you can definitely lose games because of head coaching decisions and i'm sure mm-hmm. there's ways you can win it too that but- you know, we as normal human beings, as opposed to people who are very much into the X's and O's we'll see more clearly, but we've seen it a lot over the past few years. And I feel like Mike McCarthy is probably the worst defender of the active head coaches, when it comes to time management down the stretch. If a game is close and you need to know when to call the timeouts, it can definitely cost you a game, but I don't know. We'll see if it matters here. Hopefully it doesn't because that's like the worst way to lose a game. But uh, I don't know. I'm still rolling with the Jags at home.
0: We will continue talking about that in the next couple days before the game is played. But I wanted to switch to some other NFL news because in the Dolphins-Bills game, Tua Tunga-Vailoa has been ruled out for that Sunday clash. He's still in concussion protocol. Of course, he missed the final two games of the season. So the team is prepping Skylar Thompson to start. They're also trying to get Teddy Bridgewater ready, but Teddy has a broken thumb, broken in week 17. So as a result, this line has jumped from Bills minus 9.5, which I loved, to Bills minus 13. Would you still lay it with the Bills, especially if Skylar Thompson goes at quarterback?
1: I mean, I feel like it's the only play. That are the Bills in the first half, because the Bills have been one of the best first-half teams in football all season long. Whether you're taking their team total for points or just taking them against the number, what would that be? Would it be under seven? Would it be six and a half? I think if you can get the bills at anything minus seven or lower in the first half, that's the way to go. They're playing at home. We all know they're playing motivated. I think that's the way to go for me.
0: Oh, I love that That, And honestly, I would not be surprised if the Bills absolutely blow the doors off Miami. I mean, they couldn't move the ball against the Jets. And yes, the Jets have a good defense. But you're talking about freezing cold temperatures on the road in Buffalo, and you've got Skylar Thompson, at quarterback. No, thank you. Could be a Bills blowout. In Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is fighting an uphill battle to play against the Bengals, has not suited up since injuring his knee on December 4th. He missed his 16th consecutive practice yesterday. And in five games without him the ravens have averaged 13 points per game so it's either going to be tyler huntley or anthony brown who went last week against the bengals and this line has moved from bengals minus six to bengals minus eight i would lean bengals but i don't like it at eight
1: yeah i think this is another perfect spot for a teaser luckily i already mm. typed this one in and got them back when they were at six and a half i believe but still at eight and a half, it still qualifies as a Wong teaser, which traditionally are you know, classified as like teasers that have a high percentage of hitting because you tease through all those numbers. So tease it down to two and a half, you're going through three, you're going through six, you're going through seven. So like the Bengals in a teaser.
0: Yeah, you can still tease them down to two if you do a six point teaser, you're still below the key number of three and that qualifies as a Wong teaser. So still value there despite that line movement. Love that play as opposed to just laying the number.